Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. You are in the Truck and Breakfast Club. As you know, Monday, it takes us about seven, seven to eight minutes to get the energy level up a little bit. I just got my coffee. So let me get about two more sips in, and then I'll really be ready to go. Uh, <laughs> but good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Truck and Breakfast Club. We are so excited to be here. Listen, our family's getting ready to grow so much. I've been plugging Truck and Breakfast Club everywhere on every um, room. Not on Clubhouse, but um, in training rooms that I'm on, training other people, anything like that, I'm always talking about the Truck and Breakfast Club. So, we definitely, when you scroll down to the bottom, probably have a couple new people in here. Uh, we like to have all our people in the middle of the room. So, for everyone down at the bottom, I'm definitely following all of y'all. Um, yeah, good morning, uh, Desi. How was your weekend? Let's catch us up. What you got going on? Yeah, as I was saying, I traveled out to St. Louis. Um, brought the children back so they could turn their little Chromebooks and stuff in. Then they're coming right back to Georgia because I have them the whole summer. I'm happy about that. Um, I networked. Man, I was up. I, I went to sleep early because they wore me out and woke up in the middle of the night. I was up, as you guys can see from my Instagram. Bro, look, I was up about 1 or 2 o'clock last night messing with um, Herman and some guys just picking their brains. They we were talking trucking, man, trucking and um, the credit piece for it. So, man, I'm always just trying to, like, take in jewels that I could learn for myself and uh, help others with. Man, it's crazy. It's a lot of conferences going on um, nationwide, man. We really got to tap in. We really got to use our network, just like you say you're doing. You know, continue to educate ourselves and continue to grow. Um, trucks are moving. Great. So, I don't necessarily have to be there. Um, I'm so happy to be truly reaping the fruits of entrepreneur entrepreneurism, you know, um, in that you get your computer, your cell phone, and you can move because I've got, you know, the people and the systems in place that they know what's going on. I know what's going on and the show goes on. So, Man, I encourage everybody to, you know, to get to that. I still, you know, I'm still a work in progress, but um, I don't have to be there. I'm not a solopreneur anymore. I'm a, I'm a true entrepreneur, and I'm, you know, embracing that. I'm growing with that, and I love that. Um, what's up, Aisha, Sharice? They're my people, man. I always stay plugged in with my great team and network that I've locked, locked in with, in addition to the family that I rock with. So, man, I'm in a good space. Um, so, go ahead. you mean go to ahead. tell me you you out of town and and you out of town and you got all these trucks and, and your trucks are still moving? Yeah, why wouldn't they be? I don't drive. It ain't like I'm, I'm just, driving I'm just, all real. I just want yeah. people to understand. I just want people to know now. Once you get out, you know, once you says he does have a CDL. He will hop in the truck if the money is right. But right now, he's able to spend time with his children and do what he really loves to do, you know. And that's amazing that you can do that while still, like you said, running the business. So, I just commend you on that for sure. Real quick, um, Kelsey, to add on to that, I've been doing things. I'm prospecting. I'm, I'm actually, you know, as they say, you know, in our former walk of life, I get, get tired of bringing up the military. But I'm out here scouting, you know. I've scouted trucks, I'm scouting schools, I'm really scouting, you know, just I'm fostering relationships as well. I'm trying to show my face to people, you know, just 
shake hands, you know, fly our flag, rep, rep the brand, you know. And um, this is this is real. This is real networking. This is really how you do it, man. Like, man, people like, wow, when you pull up, like, just you really cement the relationship when you pull up and like, no, nah, I ain't going to talk you to death. I'm going to pull up on you. So now that I'm out of the truck and I still love to travel, it just makes sense to me, you know, to pull up on some of these people and cement these relationships. And um, don't be surprised if I pull up on anybody in the audience. Desi, pop-up like tour. You got <laughs> a pop-up right. tour going on? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly Yo. what it is. <laughs> but with a purpose. Right, and that's so true. That's so true, and that's something that we probably going to talk about in small business, big minds this week. Is just it's important to not just even though the the world that we live in, marketing and networking is very important on social media via different platforms, whether it be email marketing and social media um, and text marketing. But it's equally, if not more important, especially with this industry that we're in right now, with the trucking industry has been in business since, you know, the 1900s, a very long time. So it's important for you to still go out and shake people's hands from time to time. Like Bree says, when she's doing her brokering and things like that, she'll go pull up on the place, you know, pre-COVID and stuff is starting to open back up again so she can do that. Desi, but that's a very good point that you made. It's important to go out and actually see people face to face so that they can really see that you're credible too and that you're not too quote-unquote Hollywood and stuff like that to still go and shake their hand. So that is so true. That's a that's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, big thing, last, last little piece. Yeah, like I said, I, I try to minimize the amount of time. I learn a lot on clubhouse but man you got to apply this stuff you got to you know you got to manage your your systems your resources assets and you got to you know continually look for you know new opportunities so you can't do that person on clubhouse you can't do that on the internet you really have to get up get out and what did um three thousand them say get something so yeah. i'm out here getting it man so I, I love it and i'm thankful for the opportunity to have the freedom to do that Absolutely. I love that. Hey, Henry, how was your weekend? Catch us up. What you got going on this week? Man, the weekend was great. You know, definitely enjoyed the family and just working on some um, some more processes, trying to get some of these processes actually in the truck and breakfast club so we can start letting people help us out. So hey, if you want to volunteer, you know, your time is definitely coming. We got a lot of things in the works. Um, And definitely like Desi was saying, because he was getting on me about it and he was right. Like, I don't go out as much as I used to, but actually going out and shaking hands and meeting people. So yeah, just working on that stuff and adding more processes to uh, the trucking business and the media business. So, yeah, a lot of partnerships happening and going on. And, yeah, just excited for the future, really. Have you been doing any recruiting lately? Actually, the people I was recruiting, I haven't been recruiting. And I actually been getting hits without no ads, which was kind of weird. I got a couple of hits out of nowhere. And I'm glad you said that because I need to call them right now. So, I'm a- I got <laughs> Okay, so if you need me to call them, let me know. I got a whole list of people I got to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. When I pull them up, I'm going to find out where they at. Yeah, let me find out where they at. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Hey, Delena. I always feel like I got to say her name like that. Hey, Delena. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, your phone's breaking up, B. Uh-uh. We can't hear you, girl. Welcome back. Welcome back to you. Kelsey. It's because I'm taking. 
Yeah, we can't. It's re- it's breaking up really, really, really bad. And we'll come back to you though, Delano. Just let us know whenever you um have good enough service. Hey, Bree, what's up, Bree? What's up, friend? We've been what's on up? What's popping? What's popping? What's up, Kel? What's up, Desi? What's up, Henry? What's up, Delano? What's, what's going on? What's going on? I feel great. Hey. How? What you got planned this week? Get this money or no? Yeah, getting this bag, <laughs> getting this paper. Um, that's a plan for every week. You got um, a lot going on, Bree. I know, I know. I be. I was just telling myself that yesterday. I be feeling like I'm kind of stressing myself a little thin, but at the same time, I be feeling like I'm not doing enough. So I just be trying to just, you know, keep it moving, but, you know, make sure I'm not being on overload. So I don't feel like I'm overloading. I just feel like, well, no, I just be feeling like I ain't, I ain't going hard enough. Yeah. yeah. Have you found, have you had any um, luck finding a truck in this climate? Yeah, I've seen actually, it's, I mean, they're expensive, <laughs> but I've, I've seen a couple of trucks at uh, different places. Desi put me on. Um, I put a, a, a. I should be hearing something probably today. I did put it when he sent whatever the link he sent me. I did put in a request to like get more info, uh, so a sales rep could call me back. Um, and same thing with a couple more places. So the trick is to find a good truck since they charging uh, what yeah. they charging. So you got to definitely get something that's gonna be, you know, sturdy and that's gonna last. That makes sense, cause yeah, the prices are ridiculous. But you know what? One of my um clients, he be finding a lot of his trucks on the West Coast. Yeah, I um, heard the same thing. I heard the same like thing. Like he went and got one from Nevada the other week, and and like Utah. Um, so that might be worthwhile. I could connect you with him, and he could definitely call his um contact out there and see what they have available, cause it may not be as expensive as what we was talking about yesterday. You know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely jump on a plane to him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hop on there with you, girl. Let's go, girl. You, you know, don't like to fly. <laughs> I don't like to fly, but hey, I love vacationing, so I'm used to flying. I just hate, I just hate the takeoff part. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll be actually back in Georgia today. I don't know if you saw that, so I'll see you in a little bit. Uh, I didn't get nothing, but okay, I'm gonna reach out because I did reach out. Okay. Real quick, real quick, Kel, Bree, uh-huh. I'll send you a couple numbers, and I echo what Kelsey said, and I'm about to call you. Can we- call me, Kelly, one more time. <laughs> she joked with me and called me. She joked with me a couple times and said Denzel, so that's our inside joke, but she be getting turned up now that she done had a coffee, so Kelsey. Thank um, but, you. Know, the West Coast does have a lot of good trucks, um, man, but I will definitely send you some numbers, and, um, you know, we want you to definitely succeed in that venture, man, of getting your truck. Yeah, she's going to succeed. She has no she has no reason not to. Like y'all don't understand. Listen, Bree is the so Bree is driving my truck right now, right? We're kind of in between drivers, so Bree is temporarily driving my truck. Y'all, I and I kind of I kind of haven't like really told her this, but listen, if y'all need somebody to actually like like I would just say kind of come up with a training type program for your drivers or just train your drivers in general. You already know me and Desi got the on-site onboarding where we do the pre-trips and stuff like that. Just go over onboarding. But if you have a, I'm going to just say a crappy driver and they need to be perked up a little bit, y'all need to call Bree because Bree is A1 top notch. Okay. 
she is a I'm gonna call her a super trucker. <laughs> Listen, Bree is the best freaking driver that has ever been in my truck. And I done had drivers that used to work on the like take the truck home and they did our maintenance and stuff like that. No, uh-uh. Bree don't she don't complain unless absolutely necessary which is completely understandable she says she is a diva she is not a diva y'all y'all need to bring in your life don't call her talking about you could pay her this that and the third because it's loyalty over here but i'm just saying <laughs> brie is top notch so listen brie we might have to that business that you was talking about them couple little business ventures we gonna have to talk about it because you need to be charging to be training people drivers. You need your own training program, sis. I know, right? I know, I know. And I'm wow. not for sale. Yeah, we not for sale over here. Uh-uh. You know? But, nah, it's all there. I appreciate that. You Girl. making me smile on this uh this Monday. I'm finna send you some on this Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and buy me some breakfast then. Listen, I'm about to. Matter of fact, let me pull over so I can get in my Navy Federal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, how was your weekend, Kels? Thank you. I was waiting on somebody to ask. How was your weekend? I was about to ask myself. (laughs) (laughs) My weekend was, uh, it was, uh, it started off kind of sad. For those who don't know, my father-in-law actually passed away. So that was on Mother's Day. So I just had to really just like, you know, all last week pretty much just you know be there for day one that's my husband and just you know make sure he was mentally okay but still give him his space and all that stuff you know because grieving is a real 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 process and they were extremely close and this was so unexpected it happened so fast so you know we had the service on saturday so we had to go all the way to South Carolina, past where we usually go in South Carolina. We had to go all the way to Marion in the country and do his services. But the service was really nice. For those who don't know, like my faith is everything to me. And I actually enjoy being in like a good church house. And we have not been in a church house since COVID started. Now, I do believe that God is everywhere. I'm just going to say that, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be in there. But it was just good to be back in the environment, even though it was for a sad occasion. I don't know. It just did something to me. It just kind of like rejuvenated me again. Um, Just being in the environment, hearing the actual word in person and stuff like that. And it was just a really, really, really nice service. They did it so nice for him, you know, so it was just really nice. Um and joyful it wasn't like it was a celebration you know so and then on sunday i actually um well we then we celebrated day one's birthday his birthday is this week but all his friends came out here this weekend and so we went and celebrated and that was really fun for those who also don't know i don't go out like that so you know when i do i'm not gonna say i have the greatest time i actually don't really enjoy it that much but i had fun this time and i think it's just because we were all together and then yesterday, um, I pretty much talked to Bree on the phone all day. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I um, was um, asked to participate in Jay Rich's Road to Riches Academy, um, which is actually a free academy that she does cl- um, different master classes in. So super amazing. Definitely if you're interested in creating a passive income, she breaks all that down um, in her 
in her road to riches academy y'all it's really an amazing thing like the class last night it's kind of like if y'all was on my webinar and you knew how much i gave out for the free free it's literally the equivalent of that so just imagine how much you would get if you actually you know invested work with her and stuff like that so that was really really fun i was nervous um because i don't like believe it or not i don't like speaking in front of people when they can see my face I don't know why. And it was actually really good. I was in there as well. She throws out a lot of information, a lot of knowledge. Her and Kelsey did the damn thing. It was like watching two super women, (laughs) like, just go back and forth. For sure. Yeah, it was great. I love that so much. So for those who remember Jay Rich when she was up here, she's straight shooter. So, but she knows her stuff, like, thoroughly. So, um, yeah, that was really good. And then I just did some, um, work last night when I should have been asleep but I had to get emails out I had to who I had to do a lot of stuff so yeah that was how my weekend went I'm looking forward to this week you know I just have a lot of stuff to do I'm I'm almost like about to hit my goal with a lot of different things so super excited about that um yeah I'm just ready for whatever God got for me this week honey that's how my weekend was (laughs) um yeah so today we pretty much wanted to just touch on um it's multiple monday so i don't know how many veterans we got in the room or those that are still in the military i'm a veteran um desi's a veteran as well and um yeah so when we were in the military lakeisha actually brought up the idea you do something called multiple mondays which is pretty much just like a catch-up day you touch you know hands with everybody you see what they got going on you see what their goals are for the upcoming week how you could possibly be of assistance and also talk about some going on in the industry right now you know, a lot of people ask about drivers and different stuff like that. So, yeah, we are going to talk about... Oh, I thought, I thought someone was trying to come up. We are going to talk about all of that today. But before we get into it, just want to let everyone know who's just coming in. You are in the Trucking Breakfast Club. We are here Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 9 to 11. And we talk all things trucking, entrepreneurship, and business. I'm about to honk my horn at you because you wait, take it too long. Um, sorry about that. We talk all things trucking and entrepreneurship. Um, so yeah, Desi, what have you seen that is, um, going on in the industry right now that you are kind of just like, not that you can't believe it, but it's just like making things more difficult. I'm here. The fuel prices, man, I, being out here in the Midwest, the prices are higher in the Midwest than they were in Georgia and some of the states that were impacted by the uh, pipeline shutdown. And um, <clears throat> there's really no reason to the run. I mean, because having spent extensive time in the Middle East, I know the millions and millions of barrels they produce per day. I know that we were producing, we have reserves, we have just so many things um, that contributes and attributes to you know, the oil supply, you know, supply line that there's no conflicts. There's nothing per se in, impacting the, um, the the pipeline in a way that the prices should be as high as they are. So that, you know, make sure you guys in the trucking industry, um, make sure you're getting, you know, 
up the ante being in that your operating costs are definitely going to be more as a result of that um, prices in the stores prices, you know, across the board are affected by that. So we got to make sure that we bid right. um, That we're not at a loss. The rates are not Mm -hmm. the same because Mm -hmm. our operating expenses are not the same. So that's, man, that's just the biggest eye catcher. And I really thought it was something confined to us in the area impacted by the pipeline. Yeah. But they burst off out here. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, it's really frustrating too, like, um, to have to especially for people you know, we like to keep it honest in here. Let's just talk about, you know, and I wish Lakeisha was in here, but if you're like a dispatcher, right, and you don't necessarily know how to negotiate and include a fuel surcharge you're, you could be costing your carrier more money than you're making them when it comes to this fuel right now. And if you're if you're um, doing some loads that, you know, maybe they're, um, the broker is trying to get you there a little bit faster. You know, brokers be trying to rush sometimes and stuff like that. If you push your truck to very high speeds or you're not staying at a good stable speed, maybe like 68 to 71, 72, depending on what highway you're on, you're burning more fuel. So... You, that's something to remind your drivers of. Um, and Bree, I don't know if you want to speak to that. How have you kind of been, um, you know, I don't want to say handling fuel, but like, have you been driving a little bit slower? Like, what are you, how have you been handling everything? Um, with everything going on, a good, y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but a good, uh, you know, speed. To like save the best on gas is sixty two. I don't do sixty two. That's just crazy for me. Um, I do do about anywhere from sixty eight to seventy two, just depending on um, where I'm at, where I'm going, um, stuff like that. The fuel is um, skimpy. I mean, trip plan is gonna be your best friend. I, I trip plan daily. It don't matter where I'm going. Um, I, like I'm on my way, pretty much going home, so I'm still gonna trip plan. But right Bree, tell them, tell them what you told me the other day when I sent you a screenshot of what Pilot sent to me about the shortages. Tell me what, tell them what you told me the other day. And I know y'all drivers ain't doing this, so tell them, tell them, Bree, tell them what you told me you was doing. <laughs> what did I say, Kels? You said I'm calling these gas stations that's on the oh, way yeah. to where I gotta go before I even try to stop there. I said you better be saving time and money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, when you pulling into, when you getting off the exit. And then I pull into a truck stop and all this. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. You lo- you're losing minutes. And it makes me fatigued when I have to keep stopping and stopping and stopping. That's just me. But I do call. I got, I, I told y'all this before. Fuel book, you put in your route. Uh, it's going to ask you which way you decided to go. Uh, it's going to pull up all the gas stations on the way. Look and see how much gas you got. You're starting off with a quarter of tank. You know, you got to stop within the first two hours. And you can go ahead and call ahead. You know what I'm saying? You can see. And it's going to tell you the gas prices. It's going to give you the best gas prices. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's going to tell you all the gas prices from the cheapest to the highest, the distance and all. Like, I love it. It ain't never steered me wrong. It got the phone numbers. It's going to tell you what's there to eat. It's going to tell you they got the scale. They got the maintenance shop, uh, showers. They're going to tell you, It's going to tell you pretty much everything. And it's free. It's a free app. And it's called Fuel Book. Um... Put, uh, like I say, trip plan is going to be your best friend. <laughs> That's dope. 
that's dope. You just gave some real good gems right there, Bree. Fuel book and trip planning. Call them gas stations and, and ask them if they got fuel. Because I know if they're, if they, they probably do a lot more volume than uh, the gas station down the street from my house, you know, because of everyone that's coming through. So, like Bree said, you don't want to waste time. Just think about how long it is for the four wheeler gets off and goes to go in and use the bathroom and get some food. Imagine it being for a, big truck like how many minutes that would take off of their off of their trip so that's some great advice did you have something else Bree? um no not really no no okay. not, not really okay i'm about to go back on mute i'm texting one second oh, okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was like your phone was on, on mute see there we go all right so that was a good topic desi definitely the fuel that wasn't what i thought that you were gonna say but that's okay henry what's some things going on in the industry right now that got you kind of shook up henry are you there maybe not he was taking a phone call i know but he said he was back it's okay we can okay. talk about Good morning, Camille. How are you, darling? Good morning. <laughs> Listen, I just uh, wanted to thank Bree for that because she really touched on uh, what I was going to say in terms of uh, trip planning. But also, I think that everyone in this room and, you know, I'm going to do uh, uh, something that I know Henry going to get me about. But Henry has that calculator and listen if you are not using that thing you are really doing your business a disservice you need to find out how much it costs you to run your truck and part of um what it entails is the fuel prices so you need to be updating that you guys need to be using that like on a regular basis if not daily at least weekly you need to find out how much it costs you to run your vehicle otherwise you will be taking loads you need to focus on your rate per mile not the big number not the number that they're throwing out there to you as the rate for the uh, load you need to break it down you need to be able to understand what it's actually costing you to run your truck absolutely absolutely that's some good tips right there camille now for the people who don't know give us a little bit of advice of how you would negotiate during these times of fuel being a little bit more expensive i mean you really just have to know your value and your worth in terms of what you're bringing to the load like if you know that you have an excellent driver or you are an excellent driver and you know that you're there on time like i know you mentioned that brie was the best driver and i'm telling you i feel like if i could clone brie that would be a wonderful wonderful thing you know you got to be there on time you got to be there early you got to know what it is you're bringing and just stick to it you have to know what you need in order to make this a profitable run for you but every single time you have to know so when you're negotiating you have to also be willing to walk away from a load you know, you have to be willing to say that's not enough. It's not going to make um, financial sense for me. 
and um, you know, move on to the next thing. It's a numbers game. We work in an industry that is really, really based on it being a numbers game. And if the numbers don't make sense, you can't. You have to be willing to walk away from it. Yes, ma'am. That's right. That's right. Henry, are you back, sir? All right, no problem. No, Camille, that's that's good advice, though. Um, you know, especially if it just like you said, if it doesn't make sense, like we have to stop being um, too thirsty for drivers and too thirsty for loads because there there's way more freight out here than there are um, trucks. You just have to know how to negotiate it, make it make sense for your business, and that's why it's so important to know your rate per mile um, and things like that. So that's true. Hey, Deanna. Uh oh. Sorry, hey, how you doing? How is y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I just wanted to pop up and say, hey, to y'all. I know it's been a minute since I've been in here. I've been out of commission for a minute, but y'all talking about a great topic about uh, fuel prices because uh, it has truly skyrocketed. I was doing my fuel bill the other day for my drivers, and I was like, oh, we <laughs> we went up a little bit, but uh, I mean. It is what it is for me. It goes up and goes down. So great topic. Always love to come by and show some love. And truly looking forward to meeting all y'all at the expo next month. Yeah. You going to be there? Uh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. awesome. I'll be there. Awesome. I'll be there with Bill. Hey, Deanna. Deanna, what, up, what are you doing different in this market? And what are you seeing new that's other than the fuel? What are you seeing new that's like, you know, um, unique to the industry and something we got to either seize or um, adjust to? Well, I do know that DOT has uh, raised their prices and Kelsey probably seen that too. Their fines are doubled pretty much. Yep, I was about to just talk about it. <clears throat> yep. So, uh, so really, um, if you have an opportunity to uh, invest and save some money, do that. Therefore, you'll have the money in pocket for... And just in case, because the prices, I've seen it where their prices have went to for a hazmat citation issue. If it's a death, I'm just giving you the worst scenario. It was $184,000 for the fine. So, yeah, they've definitely increased their prices, you know, um, trying to make up for that 2020 loss. So that's what I'm saying. You know what's crazy? So last year in fines, which I know you probably read this too. You know, we can talk about this all day. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, last year in fines, they only collected like 28 million. So, yes, I've seen that. It wasn't wasn't too, too much, Um, even though. The the thing that's just striking to me is that it has to do a lot with the smaller businesses with less than like six trucks. That's why it right. seems like they're always, you know, targeting us, coming after us. I'm a firm believer that although it is financially driven, in my opinion, they still want to make sure that everybody's being safe. Because like we always say, Deanna, we're dealing, there are way more four wheelers on the road than trucks. Right. You know, so and people that can't drive, you know, so, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I just actually made a post about that last week. And I was saying, like, a lot of it has to do, too, with the record retention, which is crazy to me. The fact that, you know, people can't really, really keep records like that. They don't they don't do the research to know the regulations to um to do that type of stuff. You know, that's the whole reason I came out with with my course. But no, Deanna, you're right. That's. <laughs> them fires are getting a little bit out of hand but this is the second time this year so you know more than likely it's gonna go up again 
Yeah, so that's why it's good to have, you know, people on our team, you know, people on uh, the teams like me and you in order for us to really just keep them safe, compliant, and then keep them off of their radar because, you know, them fines, the one of them fines or two of them fines will take us up to, will take a small business out. Business, yep. Exactly. So, yeah, so just that. And I, I truly look forward to uh, connecting with y'all next month. It's going to be amazing. Deanna, I don't know if you um, looked at the um, the the A and I that shows all the closed enforcement. You know, somebody was fined twelve million dollars for hazmat last in uh, this year. I want to say I'm gonna send it to you on Instagram. I was like, oh my god, Lord wow. have mercy for a hazmat <laughs> fine. Yep, I think it was I... like a chemical spill or something though. So of course that would be a little bit more. But yeah, they were fined like twelve million dollars. I seen where a company got fined uh, for not having proper ELD. They got fined fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, ELD in a violation. So yep. yeah, I seen that too. So there's there's all kinds of things that is going on right now, and you know it's the money. Yeah, I mean not, it, and it's not just the trucking industry. It's every industry right now because twenty twenty was such a devastating year and such a huge loss. That if you if you really pay attention to the economy and the and the economy and everything else, you'll see where everybody's prices are just you know skyrocketing because it feels like they're trying to make up for that loss. So it's not just you know trucking industry. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I am so excited that you are coming from the expo, coming for the expo. Excuse me, we definitely gonna have to um, go out to lunch or something because I've been waiting to see you. And, you know, I'm just excited. And we haven't heard from you in a while. I know you were celebrating your birthday and out here vacationing and, you know, doing all that good stuff. So thank you for coming in here today. We definitely missed you. Absolutely, man. I look forward to it, too. Yeah, I'll be there for uh, Friday through Monday. So we'll definitely do lunch. Yes, girl. I'm going to take you to Rock so we can get some good food, girl. Ooh, that's what's up. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you I was just tying in what I was saying. Yeah, hey, but um, the, these motives of the DOT and these um enforcement agencies—they're financially driven. Um, they miss some money. It's like I joke—I jokingly use like Dave Chappelle when everybody found out about his contract that the prices went up. Everybody know that we're eating in the trucking industry, and as a result, everybody—it's nothing new. They've been in our pockets. But like, no, they like, no, we got to get more deeper in your pockets because your pockets are a little deeper nowadays. So we're raising it. We're up in the ante. And that's that's like when you deal in the hazmat arena, I have a driver that does hazmat. And there's more, you know, more more money to be made when you have hazmat. But man, the fines, bro, like your insurance, a lot of like to make that money. It costs more money and you take on more, you know, risk. So like in a slow market, I would probably lean more heavily on hazmat. But in this particular market, when a dry van is equal, you getting hazmat prices to just operate regular freight on the dry van. So other than a flatbed, because flatbeds are in such high demand. Man, dry vans are on par with everything, reefers, everything, and everybody else in the industry. Because everybody doing power only. Man, ain't no trailers available. I would exactly. buy a trailer. 
There's no trailer but, available. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not to cut you off, Desi, but okay, so I know we do always talk about how it's financially driven, but let's talk about how, let's talk about, you know, it's it's two parts to it because they are clearly doing it for a reason. If they put rules and regulations in place, let's just speak about the ELD, for instance, that is for driver safety. It's not just, you know, they didn't just put it out there for no reason. They had drivers out here that was driving, you know, doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing to drive 24 hours a day. So just to try to get extra money and say, you know, cause you've been driving for a long time, you know? So, um, I do agree that at times the fines can definitely be too much, but if you don't have the proper safety protocols in place, if you don't have the proper training in place, and if you don't even have the knowledge to be able to talk to your drivers and make sure that when they come to your company, they're starting off on the right foot. And they know that you don't play that type of stuff. And they know that they have to follow the rules and regulations. Because, see, me, I'm not about to tell my driver to falsify their records. So if I get put out of service because my driver is falsifying their records, I'm going to be pissed off. So, but that then goes back to me saying, okay, did I do the proper training? And did I let them know that they shouldn't have been doing something like that? So I, I do think it is financially driven, but I think you would agree. In this day and age, in 2021, there are a lot of people that are getting into the industry that honestly don't even need to be in the trucking industry because they don't even know how to run a business like that. They just see that people are, quote unquote, making all this passive income and things like that and they don't see the real work that goes behind it because this shit is a lot of work so i i agree with you i think you have definitely 100 percent convinced me that it's financially driven just like damn health insurance but some of these people they do need to be checked and they need to be checked more thoroughly than that doggone new intra audit because you can easily get some paperwork together for the new intra audit so I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back and forth, but I definitely, um, agree with you, but some people do need to be more thoroughly checked. I will say that. No, I, um, I'm definitely, um, I agree with you and, um, Deanna wholeheartedly. I would never argue with compliance. The reason why compliance and safety go hand in hand and, you know, I come from that life. I'm about that life. Um, the point is, a lot of the rules are made, you know, because they're out there don't mean you have to, that means you have to be more in compliance. Yeah, You know, yeah. the prices then went up. You, you just have to educate and, you know, make sure you're trained to do, make sure you have ELDs, ELDs, make sure, you know, your people, if they're running hazmat, make sure they have it all together. Because if you don't, you are putting the, um, the public at risk. Then, you know, we do operate vehicles that can cause, you know, a large amount, you know, <laughs> a large amount of damage and destruction. So it's all justifiable, just like sometimes you do statistics with, you know, the amount of semis and, you know, that's involved with, you know, accidents and incidents on the highway. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot, lot of moving, you know, there's millions of trucks moving on a daily basis. Um, but, you know, so the potential just based on sheer numbers is there. And um, if something does happen, you know, like I said, it's high risk. So when something does happen, it leaves, you know, it, it makes a big mark. It, it has the uh, potential for catastrophic loss. So, yeah, I understand and I comply. You know, I'm, I'm on par with you guys. I'm just saying, yes, 
Yes, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. <laughs> it's, it's a little I mean, bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Exactly. I agree with Desi too wholeheartedly. Like, I feel if you want to be honest, which we ain't got, we ain't gonna talk about it today, but that's a lot of the, like Deanna said, if you follow the economy, that's the world as a whole. They always trying to figure out how they can get a dollar out of somebody. I don't care what nobody says. So, yes, you know. they are. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Desi, you definitely had some very, 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 very valid points in there. You always do. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but um, before before I move on, I just saw him because I was off. I you know was over here trying to talk to this driver right quick. So I like to say appreciate Camille for giving me that shout out for uh for that calculator. And anybody that was um want to know where that calculator is at, you just go to truckersprofit.com. That's truckers with a s profit.com. And you can go over there and you'll be able to, you know, kind of see what it's about and um, pay for it there if that's what you want to do. And just pretty much, just so everyone knows, pretty much breaks down literally all of your expenses to really show you what you are profiting as a fleet owner. So yeah. you see, need see that your for fuel, your partner. See what you're doing in factoring, see what you're doing yeah. in dispatching. It'll, it'll calculate all that stuff. You can see where your, your, where your money's going if, um, if you really exactly. want to know where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, Henry. So I'm glad that Camille brought that up. So you was able yeah. to make that. What's up, Desi? No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I apologize. I wanted to, like, definitely um, talk to the next um, person. But I want to en- embrace and endorse Henry's um, calculator as well because he gave me a free version. I did offer to pay, but that's my guy. That's my fam. That's how we move. But, yeah, man, it, it's helped me, you know, and it'll help your business. You got to know your numbers. You got to know your numbers. You got to know, like, what you're taking in, where it's going, so that you can streamline, you know, make the money, keep the money, grow the money. Um, so definitely, man, it's, you should have been. You talked about it real brief when you were doing it, Henry. Yeah. But, um, and we don't over-advertise even our own sales here. Mm-hmm. But, um, we definitely need to let people know, just like Bree talked about a tool that, you know, um, you can use for gas. Man, we got to, like, let people know tools that are available. And if we've created and can provide some of those solutions, um, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I appreciate that because I know when I was dispatching, that's the reason why I made it. Because I was like trying to figure out because people was quick to offer me like, hey, I do this every week, you know, and I give you this much. You know, what do you what do you want for it? And I had to really kind of figure out like, all right, what do I want as a profit? What do I what am I actually spending on this truck? Because if somebody offer you two thousand dollars, it sounds good. But how good is it really? You know? So and that, and that definitely helped with that, especially forecasting the contract. And I want to add too, like I want I want the audience to know, like we really try to put things together that we know that that is lacking in the industry, and that you is necessary and that you actually need. That's that thing Henry got. He put it on the, the the calculator. That's the need. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you starting off in this industry. The compliance course Kelsey has put together, that's a need. They're, they, they're buckling down. They're, strict, uh, they're becoming more strict. So it's like, make sure y'all align yourself with some of this stuff because we're not wasting our time um, putting stuff together for no reason. Like, these are the stuff that you actually need. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to say that. You know, yeah. Bree, that's a great point because people think that in compliance, you don't need the things that me and Chelsea do. And you're and it's so important that you stay in compliance 100% of the time uh, when you out here because that is the one thing besides keeping your back office organized and everything else is going to keep you running and the wheels turning. So great, great, great point about stressing 
the fact of what you need in order to be an effective trucking business. Excellent point. I think this is a great moment for a commercial break. So I would just like to say Trucking Breakfast Club this morning is sponsored by Master in Your Back Office. <laughs> 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 I no, but, but, I mean, but it's a need, like, like you said. That's, no, that's a definite need, honestly, because if... I'm not done with my commercial. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you would like more information, go to my Instagram, click the link in my bio. You are free to watch the free video that that is there. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up because I'm not, I'm just going to be straight blunt and to the point. If you are a dispatcher and you want to add to your services, if you are a fleet owner you or you're an aspiring fleet owner, this will teach you how to really, really set your business up from a different perspective and not it actually teach you how to organize your back office and stuff like that. So um, that's the end of the commercial break. You could go ahead, Henry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, if I would have understood the compliance stuff before I got my authority, I probably wouldn't have got it. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. That, that compliance thing is what's really like the burden on like, Oh my God, I got to do all this crazy stuff. Like, yeah, you, you need, you need a back office. If you want to get your authority, you got to have the compliance stuff straight. But good. Yep. And if you don't want to get your authority, we got people that can help you out with that too. You could definitely lease on to them. Yeah. (laughs) Henry, what's something right now? Um, we were pretty much discussing different things that's going on in the industry right now that you feel like just kind of are, want to say taking you by surprise but are maybe making it a little bit more difficult for what you're trying to do so like desi spoke on fuel Bree spoke on trip planning what's something that you feel is kind of taking you by surprise a little bit i mean what's was the recently what's been taking me by surprise obviously like the, the the driver shortage so that's that's been something that's been taking me by surprise but the the fact is it, just changing so rapidly how the bigger carriers are now making it they're, they're actually retaining the good drivers now. So that was a surprise. The way people are throwing money at the drivers was like a huge surprise. I did not expect that at all. And then j- just the way, mostly because that's, that's where kind of where I'm lying at, just just trying to see where the driver's at and how a lot of the drivers that did the, the three weeks and the four weeks, I don't think those drivers are really in the pool no more. They're, they're there, but they're not as plentiful as they was before. There was ELDs in on the clearinghouse. And kind of making me think a lot of them was just on something so they can do all those miles. I, I have no clue. Please, please educate me because I really don't know. I'm I'm just guessing. But a lot. Wait, of, what was the question? Now I'm saying, it, it seems to me that the drivers I liked being three weeks and four weeks out when the ELDs came out and the clearinghouse came out, a lot of those drivers kind of went away. To me. Yeah, that's true. So the strong ones that are actually doing this stuff correctly and in compliance and things like that, they're with the, the with the bigger carriers, and these bigger carriers are paying them and making sure they're taken care of so they do those uh-huh. runs with them. Yep. So, and then I think uh, another thing that's happening with all the new people that's coming in, because I'm getting a lot when I, when I talk to drivers, is you can tell how a lot of the new fleet owners or the new people that just buy a truck – they, they really don't know what's going on and they they really don't care about the driver because they're trying to force these drivers out with their trucks not being worked on. They're constantly breaking down and they don't have no kind of compliance or anything like that. These drivers are worried about losing their license or being stuck somewhere and they're working with somebody new and it's making it hard for somebody else that's a small fleet owner because as soon as they see you like, oh man, you got one truck. How long you been in business? Ah oh, man, I ain't trying to be stuck on the side of the road with this guy. Like, how am I gonna know I'm gonna get a room? He's probably gonna have me in this truck, not paying me my for my detention and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been seeing. Absolutely, and I would have to agree with you, Desi. I don't know if you. I know you're uh, you're always looking for drivers. Have you been running into any issues, or have any of your you know friends that are in the trucking industry been giving you anything as far as tips and tricks, or even Bree? You've been at you know the truck stop and stuff. Have people been um, complaining, or I mean, what have you guys seen as far as the drivers go from a driver standpoint? Um. I mean, drivers, it's funny because when I'm, I've, I've been on the road, it's like when they ain't seen your company before, they're usually curious and they be friendly enough to talk to you and be like, hey, that company treats you right? Like, drivers have, the word of mouth is crazy. Um, and I've been pretty much like that my whole uh, driving career. But I can honestly say I haven't been getting that. Like, I want to say like the last year and a half, like, I haven't been getting that at all. And it used to happen to me all the time, like... I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, uh, a lot of people I know for a fact, though. When usually you get your CDLs, you want to drive. Uh, you know, you do your first year over the road, and then all of a sudden everybody want to go local. So, <laughs> you know, I, I get that because I was definitely one of them as well. Um, but local don't pay as much as over the road, and it, it be, it's like a big difference. Local jobs usually pay anywhere from. Uh, seven fifty, and maybe to like eleven hundred. So it just depends on what you're doing, how much the work is, and what company you working for. How much are you so, thinking? How much are you thinking as a driver that people should really be looking to uh, pay their drivers right now in this market? Um, over the road, um, it just depends what the experience. You getting somebody that's two years and less, it don't. It need to be like right around. A uh, thousand to twelve hundred. I had a phone call. You get somebody that ha- get uh, got some experience, three years or better. Um, you definitely want to, and they got a clean record. Like you definitely want to play that, play that driver what they're worth. But I say give them a t- even. Um, I recommend mm-hmm. a test trial. So like your first, your, the first three weeks, pay them a standard. Uh, rate and then go off uh, based off that experience then go off of something so you can say okay we're gonna pay you uh you know a minimum of 14 or something like that like every dollar yeah. does count like i'm gonna yeah. tell you that it's a it's a big difference i spend like on this road i spend about 200 a week 150 dollars a week 200 just on like miscellaneous things miscellaneous things so um that's just how it goes like things happen i might need something i'm grocery shopping the food is expensive out here, so I mean, if I if I'm spending one fifty and you paying me, let's just say somebody paying me a thousand, like that ain't going. That's I can go home for that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna just be straight up. So it, it definitely gotta be worth your while. And if you like I said, if you got a driver that's you know worth it, pay that extra money. It don't matter if you get up to fifteen and higher. That driver gonna turn around and make you some bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And don't don't sleep on no team. Don't come across no team. You're going to be really in that thing. So, <laughs> but if you no, get them sure. folks, whatever they want. Absolutely. Good morning, Miss Sylvia. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing good. We're just up here <laughs> discussing um, just some things that's going on in the industry right now that we kind of feel like um, 
you know, are having an effect on us that we weren't expecting. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is um, who Desi was speaking about when he was speaking of the school. So Desi, I don't know if you wanted to introduce Miss Sylvia or she could even introduce herself and let everyone know kind of what she does and maybe um, touch on the topic, Miss Sylvia. Let us know some things that you're seeing um, that you feel like um, just kind of maybe even took you by surprise with the industry here in 2021. Well, the biggest thing is, um, um, of course, I'm Sylvia Chess. Um, guys, I, I really don't want to go through the whole spiel of who I am. I hope you everybody read my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really, because I have a lot going on here, and I told Desi I may not be able to stay on very long. I'm in listening mode right now. Um, but the biggest thing is, like you've already stated it, Kelsey, is compliance. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like nobody wants to be compliant for some reason. I'm, 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 I'm over it with that. You have a lot of people uh, that work for these companies when it comes down, down to a drug test. They fail. They, they've been driving for years. And they end up failing the test because they thought it was okay to go out there and still do something they shouldn't be doing. Um, so compliance is the biggest thing. It goes all the way from your health all the way to that road out there. Um, and the company is uh, have to stay compliant as well as a driver. Uh, it comes in many forms. Um, there's a lot of money being spent based on compliance. People are getting D- DUIs. And they spend a lot of money just because they decided that they didn't want to be compliant. Compliant, compliant. And I'm not understanding why do you want to go into this industry if you're not going to stay compliant. I'm just not understanding that one. However, we're finding a lot of that now. With that being said, of course, we have the new ELDT training that's coming up. For new people, okay, so it's going to be really important that you stay compliant with that as well. It's going to be up to the person who's training you to submit that information to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration and so that you can take your test. You have got to have that compl- that, that um, piece of um, the ELDT training before you can even take your test. So that is uh, federal federally mandated, uh, and every state have to comply to that. So... That's pretty much what I'm seeing, young lady. <laughs> real, real quick, um, Sylvia. Let's talk about what what we got going on this week because I know your time crunch. I know when I was telling Kelsey and the team, we talked about a need for trainers and um, <laughs> na- oh goodness, nationwide training academies. And Sylvia is really um, taking the lead in helping people establish that in their particular states, um, domiciles, what have you. So we're going to do a Zoom um, probably Wednesday or Thursday. I will submit based on her schedule later in the week. Her schedule, because she runs a training academy, um, it really is not conducive for us to try to do it, you know, from the 8 to 4 time frame. It has to be after 5.30 p.m. Um, Yeah, we're going to do a Zoom, and she's going to go – She's going to deep dive a bit on where we're at and what we need to do to become a trainer, um, examiners, and um, just speak more on that real quick. I know your time is limited, but if you could speak on that real quick, it would be greatly appreciated. And just talk about the need, benefit, and value of it all. Okay, yeah. There is a, um, I'm not sure who all in the audience or whatever, but if if uh, a lot of the new drives can concur to what I'm saying, that most of the time when people like us go to school, we are actually shortchanged in a lot of ways. And that meaning that sometimes the instructors don't have time for us. They talk to us like we're trash. 
And I have seen it so much in the schools where I said, wait a minute, we have got to do something different, not just for people who actually are instructors, but for also examiners have their own examining school, uh, you know, offsite, a third party examining uh, a site. A lot of states have that. So we need to start training people to do this. And I'm so excited that we are actually taking the initiative, um, those of us, Desi and everybody, to let's push this campaign forward. And uh, we need to find a name for it, a campaign train or whatever the case may be, to start um, actually open up schools in every single state uh, in the United States. And also opening up uh, examination place, places you can have your examinations done. Thorough training, I'm saying. People that know how to actually train a driver. Just because you can drive a truck, I mean, know how to train someone. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. Uh, opening up my first school, I have uh, worked for so many other schools doing my research and finding out really how to do the program. And uh, I've, I've really worked my butt off all around. I've been to a lot of schools in the United States, just kind of just researching and, 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 and doing observation, you know, uh, coming up with my own theory about how I should do things, but my theory has been actually um, tested and tried and has come out to be true. So um, I am super excited about doing that. So yeah, we need to start training people. Everybody, uh, sometimes you get tired of driving trucks, you want to do something different. Those people who have been in administration before, this uh, this really will help out quite a bit uh, for you. If you don't want to drive trucks, but you want to do something that's going to add value to your community, you can do this. We need people so bad. Um, there was a carrier, a large carrier, I'm not going to call a name. Uh, we had a meeting with the owner of that carrier. Uh, he owns over, I'll say, 10,000 trucks and stuff. And we was talking about diversity and inclusion. And one of the things that he said to, said to us was this. He said, well, I believe in diversity and inclusion, and I have over 50% of African Americans driving for me. And that bothered me because I asked him, I said, okay. That's fine, but how many people do you have in your company that are African American or minorities that are in the executive, that have executive positions? And he couldn't name any. There was not any. So immediately my mind went to a uh, plantation <laughs> with the big house and the field. And I was like, wow. I mean, oh my God. So that's, 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 that's when I said, I, I, I really need to do something different. I need to add value, build a team, collaborate with other people so we can make this thing happen. And I know we can. I really do know we can. If we just leave all of our feelings out of the way and, and our uh, uh, whatever we have and we come together as a team and move forward. And that's all I have to say about that. Did I answer your question, Dizzy? <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> Um, and I just want to add, like Bree was saying earlier, and uh, Deanna as well, it's a solution-oriented piece. If we are able to provide solution and address pain points, like like I was saying, um, a person called me saying that their husband was in truck driving school and that they're getting ready to exam, take their exam. And they didn't feel comfortable because the drivers has been talking, you know, in a derogatory way to them. They've been, you know, because of, you know, let's let's be honest, because of their race and people just you're a number in that school um, It's financially driven as well. So 
hey, they just give you the required hours, what have you. They kind of wish you through there so they can get another body in the seat, a lot of them. Um, so we have to be the solution because one of the dry, one of the things we are at a driver shortage, almost to the tune of a million. Um, but if we could pr- train and, you know, produce our own drivers, we're helping our communities. Um, we're solving our own problem. And we're able to really build, we're able to become a mega carrier because we have the resources as a people, you know, trillions of dollars flow through the black communities. And if we utilize those to build our own institutions like Miss Sylvia is doing, you know, and, you know, trying to give us the blueprint to do as well, and I'm definitely taking advantage of it, um, we're able to solve a lot of our own problems, you know, and honestly, we got to be our own solution, man. We we have the mental capacity. We have the financial capacity. We have everything we need to do what we need to do for ourselves. So let's do it, man. Um, get with, I'm, I'm t- closing out the loop with Sylvia on this Zoom. Um, we'll do it in the same fashion and capacity that we've done other things like the DBE certifications. And we're going to just bring everybody along and boot to. It's better when we all get there together and, you know, get there together and make things happen, you know, in unison. So that's the direction we're moving in. Man, we implore and um, encourage fleet owners, people with experience in the industry to tap in. You know, it's beneficial to us all. Yes, it is. And thank you, Desi, for inviting Miss Sylvia on here today. I know she has a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to do. So, um, but definitely tap in with Miss Sylvia. She, like she stated, she's been in the industry for a long time and she does know her stuff. Um, so thank you for that, um, Desi and Miss Sylvia. Henry, did you want to take a minute to reset the room? Of course, of course. You're now tuned into the Trek and Breakfast Club. Today is uh, Motor Pool Monday, so we're just talking about some of the changes and updates that's going on in the industry and everybody's respective field. Um, when you come up, please mute your mic. When we call on you, you can unmute. Um, there's no advertising, so uh, don't do it. Um, and we are recording. If you feel a little bit funny about that, you can um, text one of us, You know, DM one of us, and we'll you know answer, ask a question for you. And as always, we like conversation, but be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. He's <laughs> so funny. Hello, Mr. Keep It Safe. How you doing this morning? Good morning, everyone. Um, I want to make a quick comment, and it kind of piggybacks on something that um, was said earlier about the transportation industry and this big push towards promoting passive um, income, you know, truck ownership as a way to to gain passive income. I think this should be a concerted push for to source drivers to promote the fact that the industry is um, short on drivers. And I think we should reach out to our young people and kind of bring them in that way, as opposed to promoting, you know, ownership, you know what I'm saying? In terms of um, becoming a, a fleet owner, because that comes with a lot of responsibility. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if a lot of people understand that coming into it, if they're just looking at, you know, coming into the industry as a way to make some money Um, But I think the value on our end, um, and I'm new to the industry, but I'm just basing this off of the research that I've done. I see the true value in sourcing new drivers, not necessarily in promoting, okay, come in here as an investor because you can make money and you don't need a CDL to do that. My humble opinion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, and I completely uh, agree with you. Go ahead, Miss Sylvia. 
Oh, Kelsey, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I was just going to say that uh, the place where that starts at to me is at the school. And that is the reason why uh, my school collaborates with two other companies that give the student, like uh, for uh, freight brokering, uh, dispatching, and also international um, uh, trade and things like that. We're partnering with other companies that has those classes available for the students so when the student graduate they have options and they they will when they graduate they can say wait a minute i mean i want to drive all the time but like you said um uh, I, I probably want to do dispatching i probably want to do this but at least i know now what the driver goes through i have my cdl if i need to you know drive my own truck i can because i have my cdl but right now i want to dispatch so you have all those options and that's one of the things that I'm hoping that we can kind of start implementing those things. And and the reason why I want to say this, um, Kelsey, that I have no problem with sharing with whatever little two two cents that I have is because I want to make my money. There's money out here for all of us. And we don't have to worry about being envious if anybody else or anything like that. All that jealousy stuff needs to go right out the window. And I, personally, I don't even want to even see the sign of stuff like that because I would dismiss person because I don't have time for it. So if we can come together as a team and work together without worrying about things like that, you're going to make your money. It's going to happen because people are definitely signing up to drive trucks. You know, people, you just drive buses. They're driving now because they, they don't know whether or not they're going to be driving school buses anymore. So you have so many people that's driving now that, that they're looking to go to school to where you don't have to even worry about, you know, okay, um, where my money is coming from. It's going to come. That's it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. And I agree with you. No, but that is a um, great um, topic. Um Mr. Keep it safe because people, people don't understand. And they, that's why I strictly do compliance. And I stand on that alone because like Deanna said, when she came up that really one to two violations can really take you out. And so people need to understand that point. They need to understand that it's not just as simple as investing your money, getting a truck. Like a lot of people's trucks in 2021 are sitting like Miss Sylvia said, because they can't locate a good quality driver. Um, so yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I think it is a lot more difficult than people make it out to be. It is a real and true business and you have to be about your business and you have to be about wanting to make it something bigger than what you just see as far as you know, collecting a, a check every week. You, it starts somewhere. You have to build it from somewhere. Henry, did you have something to add? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think I think it's just the way it's definitely marketed a lot that kind of gets people into the mindset of like, hey, I need to go ahead and jump and buy a truck. And then uh-huh. there's all these other steps that are missing, you know, because I was one of those people. I saw, And it was really, like I, uh, like I said previously in my story, it was just like, man, somebody told me about the money for this contract that I supposedly was supposed to be getting. And that made me like hurl, you know, I just hurtled through everything. I was like, I'm going to get this truck right quick. But I didn't understand compliance. I didn't know like what I needed, what kind of plates I needed, insurance or nothing. I just went there and got it. I keep going to somebody tell me no. In this industry, you keep going until somebody tell you no or you get like a crazy fine to put you out of business. So, you know, you got to <laughs> you definitely got to be careful doing that in the, in the logistics uh, industry. And I think it'd be great if especially with dealing with um with like new drivers, like just figuring out a way to get this insurance thing under control. Cause I know even for me, I wouldn't even mind. There was a, a, a couple of times I was trying to put on a, a driver. They was fairly new, but I knew his work ethic and everything like that. But insurance, like I can't touch him. 
you know, yeah. and even trying to find an insurance company that would touch them. They was like, well, we, we don't want to insure you yet, you know, and things like that. So, and just like Miss Sylvia is saying, there's enough of us that we can, you know, figure out this puzzle together and everybody be able to eat so we can get people straight out of CDL school so they can get into it with a good carrier that understand the compliance and everything works together. But um, right now it's just a process of finding the people that are like-minded who have integrity that we can uh, make this ball roll the right way. I think. Absolutely. No, that's a good point too. Henry Deanna, did you have something to add? Well, I was going to say to keep it safe is really on point because if you started off from the beginning when it comes to compliance, knowing, you know, getting your feet wet, not focusing on the money. The whole problem sometimes is people focus so much on the money and not focus on actually what transportation logistics really is. Yes, there is money to be made. It is a trillion dollar industry. Yes, absolutely. But you have to focus on, you know, the beginning the if, because if you start the foundation off right then you'll be you know you'll, you'll be 100 percent correct in the end when it comes to and i think personally foundation starts with compliance yeah you're right compliance. so i'm super excited about what miss sylvia is doing because we have to be able to allow these young drivers to let them know that you this let me show you this book this book is your Bible. You know, like you have the regular Bible for life. Put it up there. Put it up there, Deanna. You know, so this is what, you know, it has to be done. And I think in the schools, yes, can be taught, trained. And then when they go out to in the, in the field and have a mentor that has the same attitude coming yeah. from the school, then they'll be fine. And, um, Absolutely. and just, just to even add, like, because just like I said, I would... I was told differently. So it goes in just to the research and just be careful of the marketing. Like I try to put my money somewhere. So it's going to grow on its own. When you buy a truck, that's not what's going to happen. You're going to be actively working in that, trying to make, trying to make that grow or, you know, making your money grow. So if you want to put your money somewhere and you're not really invested in it, you know, look at stocks or something like that. Look at our IRA, but buying a truck is not the way to do that. I'll just leave that there. Let me, let me jump in real quick. And um, this is Sylvia's um, coin that she talks, but we've got to pass the baton. And like Kelsey did with her course, and I really applaud her for it. She didn't just say, hey, everything. She's like, no, I could teach you how to do your own back office, you know, and that's what we get. We got to really like almost do an apprenticeship in which we educate people. Um, Like one of the things I'm doing with my course, I'm taking people under my wings, you know, for like, you know, 60 to 90 days. Now, then I say, okay, now you're ready. You've seen what it takes, you know, to be um, a fleet owner, uh, owner operator. So now that you have that knowledge, as opposed to just, I'm going to get the truck and figure out the rest of it. That's what I did. And it was wrong. So I know that's the pain point myself and a lot, a lot of other people incurred along this journey. I did have some information, but um, I almost don't count, man. Being almost in compliance versus fully and completely in compliance will put you out of business and have you at a financial deficit <laughs> um, as opposed to what you started from. So, yeah, that's I just applaud people who are passing the baton, sharing the knowledge like we got to like arm people, whether they're younger, older. They're just, you know, it's a pain point. It's a pinch point that's going to really put them in a, in a, in a pickle, so to speak, if they aren't taught the right way, we are that solution. We have the knowledge. 
Uh, we have the knots on our head, the, 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 the negatives in our bank account, <laughs> you know what I mean? To that, you know, kind of help people navigate through this process. And it would behoove them to take these leads that we're all trying to give these gems. Like I said, I hadn't sold nothing on here, but man, it's getting to the point where it's necessary because we're really helping you um, fast track, turnkey, create damn near turnkey um, operation. If you just take, you know, all and, and deal with who, who you resonate with, you know, it's many ways from compliance to safety to actual driving, dispatching, you know, it's many ways to get in, you know, international. It's just so many ways to get in. Transferring your skills. Man, bring them. Get in where mm-hmm. you fit in, but just make sure you pay your dues. Don't try to jump. Don't try to come in as a boss, man. Come in, you know, be green because, you know, and get to that ripened state because when you, yeah. they were talking about that in my business credit thing I was on last night. When you get to that right state, you start to decline, man. You know, it's on, you know, and it's hard to stay right full season, all season. So, man, stay green as long as you can so you could, you know, acquire all you need to be, you know, to be right, to be ready, you know. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Yep, absolutely. Be a student at all times. So, yeah, I agree with what he said. Um, also, having your own authority, which this is a whole other conversation, having your own authority is not for everyone because it does come with a lot more responsibility. But like I said, that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic. What you about to say, Bree? I'm driving, but I was trying to blink my mic. <laughs> Girl, stop touching your mic. <laughs> But, yeah, it comes with a lot more responsibility. So um, I agree with you, Mr. Keep It Safe. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that comment? Because that was definitely um, much needed and de- and appreciated. No, I definitely appreciate the opportunity. It's just an observation on my end that I've noticed. Yeah. And, do you um, have your own authority? No, I started out. I'm starting out as a freight broker. I'm going to launch my freight okay. brokerage next month. I'm new to the industry. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I decided to go the broker route because I was uncomfortable with, you know, taking on responsibility of being uh, um, an asset owner. So I'm yeah, taking baby steps. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, one one day soon, you know, you might you might be an asset based um, carrier yourself and be able to run your run your own freight when you get those contracts and things like that. So congratulations on everything. You know, like you said. Um, well, like Desi said, too, just stay a student, you know, of the game. And, yeah, you're going to go far. Just keep going. Thank you. Congrats, man. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate this group. And I saw an infographic that talked about the amount of new um, carriers coming into the industry. But then on the back end, there was also an increase on the amount of out-of-service, you know, authorities. So... They're coming in, but they're also going out. So once again, yep. you really got to take the time office. to learn. Yeah, yeah. Statistics, statistics, statistics show um eighty percent of carriers won't make it their first year. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about um when you're thinking about getting into this industry. It is not a game, and it is not to be played with. So definitely good conversation. Thank you for that. Hey Tiffany, how are you this morning? I'm well. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, I have a quick question. Uh, I'm definitely interested in everything you guys have to offer. I just became a driver 
And my question is really for Bree, Henry, or any other drivers out there, because it's no joke. They, these schools push you through. And I am in my on-the-road hours, and I'm I'm be honest, I'm kind of scared because the company that I'm with, I don't want to call no names, but they're a huge company. They push you through their school, and I can't get this backing down yet. What, do you guys have any tips or anything to like? I've, I I'm not on the road like most people would be over the road with the team. They got me in a hotel and I'm on a dedicated account and it's like a regular shift. So I have after about a month and a half, I have yet to have to park at a truck stop. Where are you located, Miss Tiffany? Like in general? I mean, I live I'm based out of Atlanta, but right now they got me training right here in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, how long? What can you do as far as backing? Can you straight back? Can you? I can straight back. Good? Um, I'm still working on that 45 because I I get one. I get like once a day. I probably get to back. Okay. If you hit me up in my DM, I mean, I can. You know what I'm saying? We can try to. Even if I, you know, you got to go the opposite way or wherever you want the truck going. But yeah. We can, uh, you know, I can try to help you as much as I can. And you, I'm in Atlanta too, so I mean, anytime you have some home time, we can do something too. Okay, I really appreciate that. Will um, you be home this weekend, Tiffany? I will be home this weekend. <laughs> okay, might have to connect. Well, Bree has events and stuff, but I'm sure we can find at least an hour or two, Bree. Okay, I really with her. Would appreciate it. Because um, yep. I've been you trying to get it out of my head. The main reason I got my license was not to drive a big truck because I just wanted a dually, but I didn't want to miss out on money as far as the weight limits. So I wanted to make sure I had my CDL. Um, but I said, okay, I'm going to drive for a year. You know, I want to learn the back office and dispatching because I probably know at least 10 drivers who trucks are sitting and, you know, I'm trying to help my brother and his friends out to, you know, learn to broker and dispatch, but I want to get this down packed first because I never wanted, I've never been a person who wanted to have a business, but didn't really like have a truck and don't know how to drive it. Yep. That's, that's the point I'm at now. And I've been in this business going on four or five years. And now I've just got to the point where I was like, I'm about to get my CDL. So you're taking the right steps, but yeah, definitely. If you're not driving right now, you can shoot me a text. My number's in my bio and me, you and uh-huh. Bree can hopefully connect this weekend if we have time. Okay, I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Tiffany, are you under contract? Um, am I? Yeah. Okay. I'm under. Okay. I'm a veteran, so my contract with this company is nine months. But the VA paid for my school, so I'm just trying to get some experience because I'm probably going to leave. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. Th- thank you. <laughs> Yeah, just text the number in my bio, Tiffany. We'll get with you. Okay, thank you. All right, the man himself. Hey, Mr. Ken. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? I, I hope my, my voice is coming in okay. I'm, yeah, we can hear you. You always in a car. That's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like in a uh, listening mode this morning. Just enjoying the Breakfast Club. You know, I try to tap in as often as I can or whatnot. I just want to tap in and say hello to everybody. Absolutely. Hello. And while you're here, make sure to let everyone know what you have going on with the expo um, June 26th. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate that opportunity. Hey, uh, we are gearing up for the biggest, baddest 
uh, Trucking Logistic Brokers Expo, June 26th here in the Atlanta area. We're having it in the uh, Sandy Springs uh, Performing Arts uh, Convention Center. Uh, we are going to have a great time. It's a wonderful time for all of you that uh, need help with your business, trying to expand your business, trying to get your business to the next level, whether you're a broker, whether you're uh, just starting to drive like the young lady I just finished listening to that. You know, all of these little bitty things that you really need in order to get that business rolling, these people are going to be there at that expo, okay? They're going to be at the expo, and they're going to be there. Uh, they're going to be there heavy duty. I've got uh, some of the heavy duty speakers uh, that are going to be there, just sensational. And and they'll have the speakers are going to have their own table set up, so that they're going to bring a lot of material, so that they can uh, pass out to uh, you know to help everybody or whatnot. What I don't care what it is, brokering, whatever your field is in transportation, there is going to be somebody at that expo can help you get to the next level. That's what it's all about. We're looking for everybody to be there. Uh, you guys can go to my website, KBC Transport Training, or DM me. You'll find some information on my um, Instagram, and uh, you know that'll help direct you on how to uh, get tickets uh, to the expo. If you're coming in from out of town, uh, we have the Hyatt House uh, is uh, the uh, sponsor uh, as far as accommodations or whatnot. So we're gonna have breakout sessions even at the Hyatt. You know, a couple of the uh, speakers called me last week and they say, well, hey, we want to go, uh, you know, a couple of more steps. And so they want to be having, uh, you know, breakout sessions even at the hotel. So we're in the process of setting that up. And uh, that's why I'm out here in the car again. So, look, we're looking for all of you guys to come out and participate. Hurry up and get those tickets. Tickets are limited because we have a limited amount of people that we can let inside this convention center or whatnot. Uh, so we can only sell so many tickets. I've got a few tickets on reserve. The Breakfast Club is going to be there. I'm so happy to have the Bre- Breakfast Club there. Loud shout out. You know, broadcast live. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, we have some other people that's going to be there uh, live from Clubhouse. going to be doing live uh, shout outs, too. So it's going to be phenomenal. We're going to have a great time. We're looking forward to have you guys out. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. We about to turn Atlanta out. Turn it out. So if you're in a truck, pull up in your truck. <laughs> uh, will there be truck parking, Mr. Ken, anywhere? Do you have that set up? We'll find. As long as you don't have the trailer, we'll find somewhere for you to park. There's always something yep. to park in Sandy Springs. You know, we'll find a we'll find a spot somewhere. We get a, get in where you fit in. All right. Yes, we're going to have a great, great time. Like Mr. Ken said, definitely check out his Instagram. Um, figure out how you can get a ticket to attend. There'll be table set up. We'll be there live broadcasting, um, meeting everybody. I can't wait to meet everybody. So I'm super excited, and I can't wait to see it. And Mr. Ken, I'm going to be calling you again now because we're supposed to be setting up a meeting. I know you big business, busy out here. <laughs> so I'll be contacting you so that we can get all that stuff set up too. That's great. I got to see what you and Desi is doing this weekend because I got people coming in town this weekend. We're doing more photos. So if you guys are not doing anything this weekend, this will be a great weekend to meet up. I mean, you know, you just got to give me the word. It's a word. It's a word. It's a word. I'm, Listen, I'm out here in the Midwest, but I'm pulling up. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm. Well, I'll call you guys. I promise you as soon as I get settled today. I got about 3,000 things to do today. I'm going to get at least 2,000 of them done. I know that's right. 
I'll make sure I give you guys a shout out so we can get together this weekend. I love to have you guys over here this weekend. All right. Well, we'll see you then. All right. God bless you. Thanks for dropping in, big guy. You guys keep on doing what you're doing. I see you doing some wonderful work here. The Breakfast Club is on fire. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining this morning, Mr. King. Hey, Devin, how's it going? Good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing this morning? Doing good. How are you? Pretty well, pretty well. I got a question. It's kind of like uh, what Miss Tiffany was saying earlier. Um, I, I'm into, I'm kind of like Saint. I got a two-car car hauler. Is, is the market for everyone the same? I'm looking for a, um, a dually truck, a Cummins. It seems like they are priced sky high. I found one in South Dakota. I might fly out there and get it. I'm trying to find information on, you know, as far as the trailer, how you maneuver it and whatnot. I seen it come up empty-handed. The closest one was like one of Saints' videos, but is there any somebody can point me in the right direction or help me out on that? Where are you located at? Washington D.C. area, the worst area. Did you area. reach out? You know Saint stays there. Did you reach out to him and see if you can go on a ride along or something? Yes and no. Saints kind of busy. I was kind of look for something like a something to read up on. I, I mean, I drive my trailer. I got a lot of land down in Virginia. I take it out there. But I'm just trying to find somebody who's doing it. Saints real busy. Okay. Last thing I want to do is be a burden to them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. We'll definitely. I'll. I'll. We'll try to find to connect you with. See who's in a network and out there who can assist you with that. Um. And then we'll definitely. <laughs> we'll definitely get back with you on that because I don't know anyone off the top of my head, but I'm sure that we can. You know, find someone that will be more than willing to help you. Okay, that's fine. And I guess the truck in the uh, market is the same everywhere. I heard uh, when you say something. Okay. It's not I might even have to get on the plane. Even cars, too. Like, you go to the car yeah. dealership, there's no new cars. Like, still is a problem. The the capacity of um, how they're running. Um, as far yeah. as, like, the workers being in a plant, that's that's down. There's no chips. It's, you know, it's a problem. It's basically not a buyer's market right now, huh? Correct. Not at all. <laughs> All right, thank you for that. Y'all be safe out there. I'm going to just listen on the side. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you listening. Hey, hey Dez. What's up, sis? You want to reset the room? Stop, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm listening. Sorry about that. I'm... Go ahead. You good? Re- reset the room real quick. Hey, you are listening to the Trucking and Breakfast Club. This has been a major, major Monday. We've got some heavy hitters on the stage, um, and we're talking about, hey, what's new in the industry? Um, When you come on stage, mute your mic, be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. Be respectful at all times because we definitely are respectful to you and um, offer us the same courtesy. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I think we have touched on some great, great, great topics today. Um, far as drivers, compliance, really everything that, you know, everyone wants to know about. Um, I'm trying to think there was something I was going to say too. Um, I done lost my train of thought, Henry. I done lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, Henry, have you been, um, getting any hits on individuals signing up for the directory? Um, yes, I have. Yes, I have. So there's, there's definitely been people that's been signing up. Not as much as I honestly expected. I expected actually a lot more, but no, we definitely got a lot of people in the network that's um, signing up 
And if anybody wondering what the directory is about, well, basically, we, anytime we have opportunities that come up, we try to use our network to pass on those opportunities. So we created a directory. You go to Trek and Breakfast Club, you sign up there, just put in all your information, you know, what you do, what are your assets. And this is out even outside of being a carrier or a driver or a broker or you have a warehouse. We're just trying to connect all the pieces together because when things come up in the, you know, on the back end, we're able to, you know, kind of help help each other by passing the information along and, you know, so we could all get it together. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. Thank you for that, Henry. Greatly appreciate that. Before we get to Miss Cherise, one thing I wanted to say was the thing that um, when we were on the call this weekend, Henry, that I didn't realize that people, this is a little bit off the wall, but this is something that kind of shocked me that's still going on. I did not realize <laughs> that people are still like getting caught for transporting paraphernalia <laughs> on truck across state lines like i am so serious i did not when i was looking well, up the news because y'all know i love to research the news and stuff like that there was a company that was that was discovered um they discovered at border patrol half a ton of marijuana beneath the trailer floor i'm trying to figure out okay how are they even like thinking that they could get away with something like that, knowing how intense, first of all, Border Patrol, Indiana, you're in Texas. So I don't know if you have a little bit more experience on Border Patrol per se, but like I didn't realize that individuals were still smuggling using trucks. I mean, they've been and still doing and always will, honestly. Just because they caught that, there's plenty of more that passed through. Like it's something that just that just happens happens and also when we were talking last week about that bridge and um and um here in memphis i was gonna say in henry <laughs> um just this no just discovering that you told us that they they've known about that for so long and like desi mentioned they're always trying to blame it on weights of the trucks for stuff like this happening that is crazy yeah, yeah like if like there was actually a report and i read it like two or three years ago but they was talking about how the infrastructure is actually crumbling like there's a lot of bridges that you ride on that got lower than D grades, like, you know, the grade them A, B, C, and D. They have the engineers look at them like, hey, this really needs to be fixed. And they'll grade it, but, you know, the the politician or whoever's in office at the time, they're trying to kick it down the, kick it down the road because to them, like, redoing the bridge is not helping them get to the next election, you know, or they want to do something else to kind of thinking that's going to increase more money for the city. So they keep kicking that can down the road. So a lot of bridges and tunnels that you ride through and ride on are actually in, kind of bad shape but it's surprisingly the one in tennessee yeah that that crack has been there that that crack, they said that crack was there for over a year that is wild that blows my mind but i can believe it like how desi mentioned to us and i think he broke it down so um y'all hear y'all's niece over here acting up but how he broke it down last week when he was saying it has a lot to do with, you know, the heavier loads and different things like that. Um, I thought that was very, very interesting. But the, the fact that I thought was interesting is how they mentioned. Okay, sis. <laughs> is when they mentioned it will be costing trucking companies upwards of $2 million. The trucking industry, $2 million per day because of how they have to reroute everything. And, I mean, when you add that up, that gets to be a lot of money so it's just that whole situation as a whole um and what's happening in news and different things like that definitely kind of took me by surprise um so i just want to make mention of that how, how how long is the detour for that i think they're detouring people five miles off to another highway 
Um, I don't know the highway off the top of my head. Y'all know I don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. It's only five miles. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, two, um, 240. Adrian, I mean, Andre 2000 and I were talking about that in another room on a whole other day. And like I said, um, Ken had just talked about it, and I know Sylvia could talk on speak on the bridge laws, but man, it impacts. Yeah. We're just taking on a lot of war in the trucking industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, right now, but uh, we're gonna make it. But man, yeah, they don't use the money. Um, all the monies, and I talked about the taxes, the twenty two nineties, the heavy highway taxes. Yeah, no, they don't use that to fix the roads and do things, bro. That's like somebody, <laughs> that's somebody's come up, but that's a whole nother mm-hmm. story. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, they mentioned they mentioned that it was going to be costing upwards of two point four million uh, per day. What you have, Bree? I was just gonna say, I hope that detour ain't worse than um, the Birmingham detour when uh, they they was you know building them uh, highways downtown down there. That, oh, that, yeah, that was worse. bad. It, it was tight it down there, too. Yeah, it, 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 it was definitely tight, and it definitely wasn't made for trucks. Like, right. I mean, we made it through, but this one back road was so windy. It was like you and another semi-truck trying to, you know, like, pass each other. It was just crazy. It was really crazy, but, you know, we'll see what this detour looks like. Yeah, so definitely all our trucker friends that are in the room, make sure that you are being safe. Make sure that if your drivers are being routed through there, they are trip planning, like Bree made mention of. Um, to just definitely try to get there as get through there as safe as possible. So definitely wanted to say good morning to Sharice. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Breakfast Club. So, Kelsey, I just had an mm-hmm. idea. Okay, I did sign up for the directory, uh, Henry. I was one of the first people the day you announced it. But what I wanted to suggest, Kelsey, I love when you did your little thing that said, this uh, Breakfast Club is sponsored by, and then you did your little <laughs> commercial. So I suggest that you let entrepreneurs and solopreneurs buy advertising spots to sponsor the breakfast club. And then you guys can use that money to hire part-time people to run the podcast and do the other stuff that you're asking people to volunteer for. Girl, why you didn't call me on the back end, (laughs) Sharice? No, this is why she put it out there. She let everybody know. I'm putting it out there to let the audience know. We will have a sponsorship coming. Yeah, let them know. And I'm going to pay. And don't have a problem with it because it was cute. The way she did it was tactful. I loved it. And that gave me an idea for the Breakfast Club. Yes. Well, we're going to come out and put it in the universe. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. Do how many you're going to do a day and do it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Actually, let people buy ad space for a month at a time or something of that sort. Because we have so many people in here, even you with your um, setting companies up in BOC3. We got, you know, Deanna does her ELDs and things like that. People with courses and different things, dispatch services. That's a good idea, Sharice. Thank you for coming up here and And, busting our bubble with that one. (laughs) And guess what, Kelsey? Real business people know it costs. So we are willing to pay. We're not trying to do this. So thank you very much for the opportunity opportunity you guys have a great week hey you too. i'm gonna be hey desi go ahead Kelsey. i'm gonna be reaching out to you after this because i actually need to pick your brain on some things so i definitely will be um giving you a phone call today okay perfect kelsey 
Kelsey, you forgot to mention the uh, trillion dollar um, agate solution that um, just joined the stage, man. You know, they're going to buy, they're going to buy like two months. I was getting there. (laughs) I know you were. (laughs) I had to shoot at her first, though. I was getting there. Welcome, Shaq. How you doing this morning? We've been missing you, girl, with your new pick. (laughs) Good morning, y'all. I've been so busy, especially with this mentoring program. Um, trying to make sure that it is the experience that people can walk away with and have some growth and mobility in both their professional careers and their businesses. So I miss y'all. It's good hearing y'all voices. Always good hearing y'all voices. I thought I thought the other day, I said, I text Henry and he has never responded to me. Maybe I need to call him. And then I Ooh. checked my phone and I never I never sent it. It's just sitting there. <laughs> How about to say you didn't Girl. text me? You 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 actually one of the people that actually get through to the messages and stuff. I silence everybody else. <laughs> So my bad, um, Henry. I'll, I'll reach out to you today. So a couple of things. One, Kelsey, congratulations. Um, I haven't had a chance to formally contact you, but I'm very proud of what you Thank have accomplished you. in regard to your upcoming course. Uh, I went back to some of your other posts because I, I was skimming them before just to support you. But I was like, no, no, no I really want to see what she's offering so I can be able to be uh, at least know enough when I refer my students or clients uh, in my area because sometimes they want domestic support. And y'all know that's not really my thing so i wanted to say that congratulations and congratulations to the breakfast club in general because i always come through and i I learn a lot coming here because uh this is not my specialty i know i'm not on the road um but i I raised my hand because i was just gonna come in and just kind of listen but i wanted to bring up something you mentioned the article or maybe news report that you was watching in regard to security trucking security so we call that trucking (laughs) security or ctpat on the international side and where people have, I think, marijuana or some type of drug substance in, mm-hmm. the, in the vehicle, right? So I want to give you a tool because I know you're a, research, a researcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a tool that I think that you would be interested in. It gives you both domestic and international. It's called uh, BSI, Boy, Sister, Indigo. International, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, group.com. Sign up for their newsletter. Um, I actually use them. At, I'm actually a client of theirs, so I actually use them for more than just their newsletter. But uh, they are responsible for the security profiling as a consultant, both domestically and internationally. And what that means is I think I've talked to you guys before about CTPAT, which is the Customs Terrorism. Back up. Customs Trade partnership against terrorism so what that means is u.s customs and border protection and homeland security after 9-11 teamed up with the trade industry so the trade industry is all of us because we're moving goods that have been traded and they're saying hey voluntarily we would like you guys to disclose to us any violation so if you find out one of your truckers had drugs in the car if you find out one of your truckers had people in the car from the border right if you find out they're human trafficking if you find out they're smuggling goods right so they, it's a voluntary program. You disclose these items, but you get a lot of benefits. You get to go through the fast lane, cross border from Mexico and uh, Canada. You get, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with VASTIS exams, but you get to pass VASTIS exams. Uh, truckers that are doing port moves will know what that is. And it's just pretty much random inspections, exams of your trucks. You get to pass, you get to pass those as well, amongst a lot of other things. But the reason I want to bring the tool up to you and to the uh, team today is because if you really want to see 
what that looks like domestically, who's being pulled over, what they reported, what they had in their truck, what trade lanes they support. It's public information. What company, what authority that is under. You can go and see that for anybody. And you can see it for air carriers and ocean freight carriers. And you can see that against the EIN numbers for third-party logistics company, both domestic and abroad. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Mm, I love that. I'm on the website now, so I'll definitely be looking into this and kind of comparing it to the website that I already used to see all the closed violation cases that happen. So that's amazing. Deanna, are you agreeing or you got something to say, sis? No, I'm just saying that that was a bomb to the bomb. Bomb. bomb So I appreciate it. And I'm going to to that site. Yeah, let's so go Kelsey, look at that. So Kelsey, if you see that they're man. charging you for something like a report that you may want to subscribe to all the time, I already have one. I can share some stuff with you. But remember, I really focus more on the global perspective. But if you see anything that's like, oh, I know it was going to cost me a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I'm gonna have is, to call I, you. I can share some stuff with you. I'm gonna have to call you because they have a lot of stuff on the website, and it does look like it is a lot to do with things that honestly I understand it, but it's a lot. So I'll call you to see kind of how you access the reports and things like that because I'm not obviously seeing it just off the you know off the rip. So I'll definitely call you um, today sometime or maybe tomorrow so that we could talk about it if you don't mind. No, no problem. Just hit me up. You know I'm here. That's all I wanted to say. Here's something I can throw a little extra for the group, then they can utilize that for their businesses as well. Absolutely. That's so good. Thank you for that, Shaq. All right. Hey, Debbie, you back up? Yeah, uh, I'm just dropping it. Miss Sharice, I'm still waiting for you to tap in and call me. I know you're busy. Don't put my sis on Front Street. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was that? Was that? Devin. Oh, Devin. I'm yes. sorry, Devin. Yes, I, I ha- there's no excuse. I can make excuses, but I will not. I will give you a call here shortly. Let me get off Clubhouse and call you back. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. I was just dropping that, dropping that little bug in here. Yeah, I got you today. Y'all, y'all have you. a good weekend and be safe out there. Real quick, okay. Appreciate it, Devin. I appreciate you listening in. (laughs) Yo, boss trucker, what's going on, Will? What's up, y'all? How you doing, Will? What up, Will? Eating good this weekend, much deserved. I seen it with that shrimpy crab. Man, I'm pissed off, man. What's wrong? Driving last night, motherfucking trailer. Hit my tr- hit my truck, man. Oh, what? People don't know how to drive out here, man. Y'all know how to drive. Stay your ass off the road that night. Driving. Is, are you okay? What What ended up happening? What did you have to go through for that situation? Oh, they ripped the whole mirror off the truck. So nothing but some some gorilla tape. You know what I'm talking about? So I can keep moving. Well, you know, in Atlanta, you could come down here to um, Richard Kearns, and they'll they can get you a another mirror. And I got somebody that can put it on for you too. Whenever you're ready for that, because oh, no, you know I'm, you don't want to get in trouble with the way station. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the mirror, the mirror, the mirrors are straight, but mm-hmm. fucking arm ripped off and the electrical. It's a brand new truck, man. I'm, I'm finna cry. Yeah, I'm even talking about. Don't cry, don't cry. You're gonna be all right, and you know it happens. It's trucking. Um, it is your truck, so I know it's kind of like, oh Lord, but you're gonna be just fine. 
and you're going to have a better week this week than what happened last night. So just keep pushing. Oh, that's what my girl said. Thank y'all. <laughs> well, was it a company or um individual that, that bumped your, your mirror? It was a company. But oh, I, prices oh, you know what to price do. just went up. Price. You know what to do. Exactly. You know what to do. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me tell y'all what's been happening, right? See, so when he jumped out, when I, I first of all, I had, to, I had to chase his ass down. You know, I, I'm not governed. I'm gonna catch your ass. So, I, I chased him down, pulled him over. It was an old man. He was scared. He was shaking like a mother, like shaking, shaking like a salt shaker. You hear me? So he was like, um, oh man, whatever I got to do, I, I, I pay for it out my pocket right now. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me get the price first. Let me get all your information. I said, if you give me the wrong information. I already took a picture of your truck, so I got your company. I got your trailer number. I got your truck number. I said, so if you if you um if you don't come through, I'ma cause this shit as a hit and run. He was scared. He was like, nah, 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 hit, hit, go everything, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, he finna get taxed. That ain't gonna be the press. Yeah, hey, that man going to a different company today. <laughs> 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 On the real. On the real, big companies can absorb that, man, honestly. They'll pay you, man, they'll pay you more because $2,000, $5,000 ain't nothing to a mega carrier, bro. I'm just being yeah, honest. Nah. honest. It's yeah, nothing nah, to them. They don't want you weren't injured. They don't want you doing no injuries. And, you know, the, they don't want you tapping into that million-dollar piece. But a couple thousand, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I just I didn't want him to get in trouble, man. You know, he was scared already. I I ain't out here to get no drivers in trouble, man. So, you know, if we we going to do it like gentlemen, well, then we're going to get us some gangsters. You know what I'm saying? It's his business at the end of the day. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Well, I, question. Go ahead. So, I used to work at Yellow Freight, which is now, I think, Yellow Roadway, many, many moons ago. But I was to do the export documentation. And when drivers would have accidents and they came in and they, if they, if some of them would just straight up tell on themselves and, um, yeah, the company would just cut checks sometime. Like we ain't even got to deal with the insurance company. Give me a quote, cut a check, but they would do a point system with the driver. And that point system, you start at a, a certain number and then points come off. And if you get down to like, whatever, I don't know, close to one or two or something like that, then that puts you in like a red flag driver where you're more of a risk to the company. Does that still happen? Yeah, it do. Yeah, with, cert- yeah, with certain companies, they do still got the point system. I remember I worked for a company and they had like you got up to 17 points, but each diff- like different uh, violations with different points. So you're not wearing your seatbelt. That might be like five points. Uh, if you fell, if you did something wrong with the ELD, that might be nine points. So they still do it out here. Yep, I still do it because I, I I enforce that in my company as well with my drivers, the point system as well. And when they get down to a certain level, they're red flagged, and we do a coach counsel and correct along the line. Do you also, Deanna, put it on their driver safety score and PSP and things like that under the crash indicator? No, it only goes under there. It only, you know, the point system, if it happens. It's in-house. 
Yeah, it's in house exactly, okay. but no, we don't we don't do that for now. If it's something that, of course, they had a citation for, then mm-hmm. that's automatically going to go on their driver. But when it comes to just the point system and stuff, no, that's just in house for us to take a measurement to take a look at to see whether or not you know that driver is worth value of still keeping him or is uh, just dismissing him because Texas is an at will state, so yeah, they can at any given time. Are y'all having trouble um, locating drivers too? Because I know y'all have a, y'all got a good amount of trucks over there, an established company. Are you having the issues that others are facing? Um, as far as like drivers, yeah, but we go through a very um, as far as like drivers coming in and things of that nature because my partner has been in the game for over thirty years. So between me and him, we don't play when it comes to certain drivers. We'll turn down the driver because. Um, even if his paperwork ain't even filled out correctly, even if his application is not completely filled out, he ain't even going through the door. So they're, we're very um, rigorous when it comes to even hiring drivers. Hey, Kelsey. Hmm. I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm hard on myself. Yeah. You should be. This, if I don't drive this truck right, yeah, I'm going to be fired out my own truck. I, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to hire my own driver. Because it is a safety-sensitive function, so it does make sense that you would do something like that. Um, yeah. Shut For us, if, for instance, I mean, you know, it depends on how the driver was terminated because once the driver is terminated, you know, um, we had a guy, for instance, the driver had a shoulder. He hurt his shoulder when he was throwing his straps and stuff. So he was on workers' comp, but he was still driving his, I mean, light duty. But workers' comp happens if a driver hurts himself on a job, not just the Yeah, that's workers' comp. Oh, my bad. I meant unemployment. Unemployment. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay, so they can't get it if you terminated them. Took the right steps. Correct. Okay, that was all I wanted. Deanna, can I ask you a question? Sure, boss chugger. What's up? What the hell is light duty for truck drivers? <laughs> for us, it would be like a dispatch. Like he would actually be um, when he came in, he was actually helping dispatching the driver because we're a flatbed. So he was actually helping, dispatching, and just pretty much uh, walking around the truck in safety, being our safety-compliant person outside just for that minute. But, you know, that's pretty much it as a light-duty person. But that's funny you asked that question. <laughs> oh, that got me, too. Oh, let me say, Yellow, Yellow Roadway, they used to have them help me do export documentation. Uh, if there was no, if they didn't need any dispatch support, so they it would be so funny because drivers would be sitting in there like, "How I scan this? Where I print this? Where I do? Where I put these papers?" It would be hilarious. Like, why do y'all have them in here with me? <laughs> but that would be like, dude, they would help me do export documents. Man, I would not be hurt because you was not finna put me on paper trail. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, but really, Shaq, that's an opportunity. I mean, I probably would be one out of a hundred. That would be like, you know what? I like this. There's a lot I can learn here. I might want to, you know, shift over to this entirely. Probably not less, way less than more, but yeah. And I wanted to tap on something um, Deanna said. Every, I I don't do points um, per se, but every time there's an incident, accident, 
be it speeding, whatever. It's a training moment. It's a it's a teaching moment that I have to. Like I said, everybody don't get the breeze or the you know the super truckers um, on their staff, but I have to make what I do get in terms of drivers work. So it's always an ongoing education and training with me, especially when they do some. I do seasonal campaigns. I do a lot of lot of things in order to be proactive versus reactive. You know, hmm, I ain't know you sped, homeboy, but I got to train you now. You do know you're not smart. Here's the reasons why you shouldn't. You know, this is how it negatively impacts our company, your employment. You know, you show them, you know, it's, you know, you do it in your orientation, but, you know, some people don't get it the first, second, and with me, there's usually no third time. But, you know, just those managerial skills in, you know, doing progressive, you know, um, elevation or progressing to that termination versus just one and done. We don't have the luxury to do that in a smaller company. The larger companies don't either because they can absorb um, hits to their insurance. Um, so, man, pretty much what I learned, like when I used to drive for J.B. Hunt, that if you keep your CDL clean and don't kill nobody, they'll take they'll take thousands, they'll eat thousands, they'll eat the thousands. Now you start to get into a million, they probably start half a million, you know, quarters. They they probably gonna say bye to you then. But man, it was always they always understood the value of that human resource that sits at the front, you know, sits in that um cab of that truck, and they they would retain at all costs. But you have to do a lot of training. And education and that does a lot of due diligence and um you know on your behalf showing that you actually took progressive steps to train them and educate them as opposed to just let them run free will and i leave that at that well you're right debbie because that's why safety compliance i say can be a full-time person and you need somebody like kelsey and i and sylvia and whoever else on safety compliance on your team because we come up with creative ways in order for you to have a uh, coach counseling and correcting. And because, you know, for me, I don't want to see anybody lose their job. So I'm going to try to work with you. However, if you're working in me and if I see that there's some potential in you and that you're working and, hey, you know, I just made a mistake. It's human error, whatever. All right, cool. Let's work it out. But if you have a continuous behavior because I'm trained in stuff like that when it comes to seeing behavior and stuff and know about that stuff, then no, I see you and I'm like, you know what? I, I ain't got time to be dealing with you because obviously you can't even handle yourself. This is your license. I'm trying to help you protect your license. So work with me or get off my train, one or the other. But you're right because wow. I, I, do, I, do, I do constantly education on a regular basis, on an everyday basis when it comes to my drive. Because I'm not trying, like I said, I'm not trying to have them lose their job because I know that. But however, I'm expecting you to have a behavior as a CDL professional driver because I know the process you have to go through and you should be able to handle yourself as a professional driver and not a seat warmer. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that was some good talk. Deanna trying to come in here and drop a little sauce this morning. I love it. Thank you. See, this is why we missed you because we on the same page, talk the same language. And I just wanted to add that I personally feel like anyone who um, I speak to on a daily basis or anything like that is always an education opportunity. You know, no matter who you're speaking to, whether it be a driver, a business owner, us doing this platform, whatever the case may be, it's all education. 
Um, I wanted to give the moderators, because we are getting ready to close up, an opportunity to um, leave us with something today. And thank you for everybody who's come up and made this definitely an amazing conversation this morning. Desi, we'll start with you. What would you like to leave us with today? Yeah, we just checking ourselves. We didn't name the room right. It should have been amazing major multiple Monday or whatever, whatever M that we could, you know, just, man, we had some real heavy contributions for a lot of, from a lot of amazing people. And we definitely thank you all. Um, yeah, just man, keep growing, keep learning, stay green so that, you know, you can't get to that ready state and ripen state. That's all I want to say. Thank you for that. Henry, what you got? Man, I just say appreciate everybody chiming in. Sylvia, Shaq, Sharice, Deanna, like I appreciate everybody for coming on. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, definitely, hey, just tap in. It, you should treat this group almost like your mastermind. There's always something to learn. If you have any questions, please feel free to, you know, to hit us up and we'll help you where we can. And don't forget, go to truckingbreakfastclub.com, you know, sign up for the directory so we could try to make some opportunities happen with us. That'd be it. Thank you for that. Henry Bree, what you got? Great Monday. Y'all kick my Monday off. I usually hate Mondays, but I got hella energy this Monday. Um, I want to leave y'all with a joke. Sorry, I had to put Will in the dirt because he know the answer. Um, I was going to say, uh, and do anybody know how much a chimney costs? A chimney? Yeah, how much do a chimney cost? I don't know. How much? Nothing because it's on the house. Oh my God! Bye, What's up with the dad jokes? I'm <laughs> hey, Yo, I'm I, done. I seen, I seen that joke on TikTok. Girl, you play too much. I seen that joke on TikTok this weekend, and I've been crying, laughing ever since. I, it was too funny to me, but I had to say it. Oh, wow. Girl, you play too much. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want to thank everyone for coming in this morning. Does anyone else have anything they want to add? Yeah, real quick, I wanted to say we will be doing a Zoom with Sylvia. Um, make sure that we tie into that if anybody's in, interested in the training piece, um, training academy, truck driving school, however you want to term it, being an instructor, being an examiner, that's the place to be. Um, myself, Kelsey, um, I'll also be tapping in on Sharice's room, Trucking for Newbies, so we'll be putting our information out on multiple platforms so that we can uh, reach the masses because it's a need and it's a benefit that um, will uplift our communities and our companies, help us reach to the, um, the next level. So we hadn't confirmed it, but it'll be happening either Wednesday or Thursday. Yep. So we'll definitely let everybody know when that comes about. Um, I think Thursday will probably be better so that we can let everyone know, but we will cross that bridge when we get there. So everybody stay plugged in. Um, thank you for coming in this morning and listening to the truck and breakfast club. If you need us, you know where to find us. Uh, yeah, we'll see y'all on Wednesday. Everybody have a great Monday.